0: The greatest offense in baseball history after a year where a hot start didn't quite lead to postseason success. It's time to take a step back and look through the Atlanta Braves history and how it always hasn't always been sunny in Atlanta. Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark and this is Gordon and we love talking about baseball. We're looking at the Atlanta Braves today, kind of going back through their history. And I think one of the first interesting things that I noticed is that If you only look at the team during the period of time where I've been alive in the just about 35 years, they're really, really good. I think they've only had like six losing seasons out of the last 33. That's that's a pretty good streak of success here that not a lot of other teams can speak to.
1: I, I think it's unprecedented, and they won 14 out of 15 division championships. Uh, and, and this is, you know, having a podcast where Met fans are talking about the Braves, you know, it's probably
0: not going to go well. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm already not feeling well. We're, we're, we're afraid of COVID. Not just because we had to do the Braves. We're, we're, right. We're Not just because we had to do the Braves. COVID's been going around here, but this certainly isn't helping.
1: So, the you know, the uh, the Braves have lost, um, they've been around 148 years, and the, one of the first things I thought was, okay, I look at who, how many times have they won 100 games, and how how many times have they lost 100 games? Well, they, they lost 100 games 13 times
0: or, or more. Which is less than about 10% of the seasons they've lost 100 games. In 148 years, it's pretty good. And they won 100 games 10 times. That's
1: pretty close. Right, I'm not right, going right. to make too I much think, of a I think if you think that. about
0: that, that means about 10% of the time. They're an excellent team, one or an excellently bad team, you know, sort of going to the extreme one end or the other, and then the other eighty percent of the time they're just a team. And I think that it's been streaky
1: for the Braves in their history, right? You talked about the most recent streak, right? Um, and before that, so from the time you know uh, before that, the twenty-four years before that, they had six winning seasons out of twenty-four from nineteen sixty-seven uh, all the way until nineteen
0: ninety. Now, so they moved over to Atlanta and they stunk it up for a long time. Well,
1: they they actually were pretty. Good. Uh, so th- in the in the mid '60s, and they went to the uh, division championship in 1969, where mm-hmm. they lost to the Mets. Uh, but after that, there was a lot of hunger years for the Braves, and that's what what you know. I was fairly you know young at the time, and all that. So that's what I remember. Uh, about the Braves I was like, well, yeah, we can always beat the Braves. And well, right, whereas in my
0: in my lifetime, it's been, well, I mean, they're the Braves. They're going to win the division. I mean, If you're evaluating a franchise based not necessarily on just World Series titles being the be all end all of franchise success, you have to rate the Braves up there pretty highly just because of the sheer number of division crowns and postseason appearances they make.
1: Well, they've got eighteen pennants, but when I look back at the pennants, a lot of that happened in funny baseball time. Mm-hmm. So they've been around 148 years, right? And so we we generally take modern baseball 1901 and forward. And the Braves haven't didn't win any World Series before 1900, uh, 1901, I should mm-hmm. say, or oh, 1903, the first one. So we'll talk about the four that they did win in a, and 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 they're very you know exciting World Series. All four of them are kind of significant, and they and
0: they make- and they were pretty spread apart too, because I think the first one was 1914. That was the Miracle Braves of 1914. Right. and they were completely unexpected to win that
1: title. They went 16-16 like, sort of like the- to overtake the Giants and win the pennant.
0: And get into the World Series. And they Series. were
1: nowhere. Right, and they won the World Series. And then um, what,
0: so, the next one was in 57? Very
1: good, 57. Um, and on 1957, the, uh they beat the Yankees, and the Yankees obviously had won in 56 with Larson's Perfect Game and in all those other years that they won in the, in that recent before that. But uh, in 57, Lou Burdette, who was a Yankee player, pitcher who they let go, went, won, won three went games for the Braves.
0: Wow. In, in, in so that 19- must have been a big deal and sort of why baseball, it took such a route there, is that they came over to Atlanta in 53, and then they win the World Series just a couple years later. That's going to instantly give you a very passionate, you know, supportive fan base, because they're winners right away. Right, right. So they were in Boston from 1912 until 1952,
1: and in that period of time, they were called the Braves, and then they were sold to the National league in 1936 and there were four years where they were called the bees and they actually had bumblebees and stuff like that even though bees is what the Brave. i couldn't figure it out but they were still called the braves but they
0: were called but well, that's when they like the teams would sometimes get, just get called by two different names yes, for some reason we've seen that happen right, before we've seen with, that a couple times with the, with the and robins and the dodgers also point out that that's happened in 36 when a large number of the regular players weren't playing baseball because of world war ii no no
1: no later oh that was later later later, later. So thirty in thirty six it was that was a fairly you know that well, was I a, guess it was
0: thirty nine was right, the right. first the year. Yankee
1: that, that was the Yankees won thirty six to thirty nine um, and for only because they were taken over by the league because they had right. ownership problems and whatnot so but as Boston Braves um, and actually Babe Ruth finished his career as a Boston Brave started as a Boston Red so, so Sox. Boston had two teams for a long time Boston had two teams for a long time and 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 that's exactly right and the nineteen fourteen World Series was played in Fenway Park because the Braves Park was not um, suited I think. Uh, to to for a World Series, um, and and so I
0: said, can I'm, you imagine if that happened today? Uh, like Major League Baseball went to some park. team, and it's like, yeah, we're not going to play the home games in your your stadium. It's not good enough. I, I guess if the if the Oakland Athletics make the World Series this year mm-hmm. by some impossible miracle. Would, would they do that? Would the would they let World Series games be played at a A stadium in Vegas? Well, they still are playing games in Oakland this year, they're and playing, they're playing games in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, right, right, and in Vegas too, and I in guess. Vegas. So they're playing in three different places. Are they playing any games in Vegas? I don't even know. If they're, they're playing games play. at the AAA stadium. They are going to play. Vegas. Okay, I think so. So no, Well, actually, I, I would say that if you really think that there's a chance, you should run down and put a bet in Vegas on the Oakland because you'll get great
0: odds. Oh, you'll get amazing <laughs> odds. You put, put down $100 to win a lot of money. So so the Mets fan looking for
1: silver lining, right? So the Mets have won two World Series in their 62-year uh, history. The Braves have won four in 148. So if you add it all the way back to England. So the Mets
0: Come win World the Series
1: case. more often per year, 30, every 31 years versus every 30s. It's the only place where the Mets win. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have to say that because they to accumulate
0: a faster rate of them
1: you know for for a lot of Mets fans and for you in particular because when you became a fan you know the the old saying the Braves are kind of the Mets daddy
0: well yeah cuz the, <laughs> they 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 then the Braves stink from 57 until the 90s they're not very good for that. Well line. they
1: went back to the World Series in 58 uh, against the Yankees again but they lost that one. Right.
0: And then they went down. And, and then they went down and they were bad until, until they came back and they came back in 69. But then they went back down again. They went back down again until they lost the epic World Series in game 7 against the Twins in 91. Right. And then they—that was the resurgence of that. Right, franchise. that's where they sort of started. their now they announced they came back before they finally managed to get their title in '95.
1: Right, so they went to the World Series in '92 because they lost to the Blue Jays that time. They went again in '95 and they won that one. That was a great World Series, and I. And then they uh, lost in '96 to the Yankees, they lost right? '96 to, to the Yankees, and then they went to '99. They lost to the Yankees.
0: Uh, so, like you said, they've been there a lot. Mm, and then they then they got that '95 World Series, and then they were quiet for a long time. Despite all those division titles, well, they won ninety nine. They went they to won. the series of ninety nine, but but they were quite, they didn't get another title till twenty twenty one. I
1: know, I know. So they're they're really spread out. Where right? you said 1914, 1957, um, 1995, and twenty twenty one. So there's a there's a there's all this space in between. Right. right? Yeah, I think yeah. if you're a Brave fan, you're
0: kind of you're like, kind of worried it might not be till twenty seventy something. Well, I,
1: mean, I would take it right now as a Met fan because we haven't had that in a long time. Um, and you know the the fifty seven team, and you made a really good point about going to Milwaukee, right and That was such a big deal because the Braves couldn't draw. They went to Milwaukee, embraced them so much when they went there, and the town loved them. And like you said, four years later, they win the World Series, and they've got a a team that has Hank Aaron, Eddie Matthews, Joe Adcock and Warren Spahn. You got three Hall of Famers. And another very, and another very another good really player. another really good player. So, you know, that it was just so fun to mm-hmm. go to the stadium. And I had the um, the good fortune to go to County Stadium, Milwaukee, when it was the Brewers that were playing there before they tore it down. Right, because
0: you would have been a little too young. I didn't have been a Braves to remember. They, And they
1: were gone to, to Atlanta in 1966. So, uh, they did go to the World Series, the Braves, in 1948, uh, and they lost to the Cleveland, in- then Cleveland Indians, uh, who had, a, a, that's the last time the uh, the Indians or the Cleveland franchise won a World Series, and so they uh, they uh, um, avenged that defeat when they beat. The, the tribe, obviously, obviously, right. So, so that's uh, that's kind of cool, and uh, and and so all those things. And they came back and won the fourteen. And fifty seven is the three games by Lou Burdette. They avenged the the next one, and and in, in they and they beat the Astros in two thousand twenty one. Which I think it made a lot of people
0: happy. It made a lot of people right, right, happy because to
1: see the Astros go down was you know a right. big deal. And then the
0: Astros got theirs, legitimizing them. Like, okay, no, they really were that good of a team.
1: The, right, right. But still, you know, the Braves kind of made everybody, mm-hmm. ha- everybody happy. Um, here's something that I did. The Braves apparently won a World Series. and I didn't even, They didn't even call them then in 1892. Uh,
0: 1892. Right, right. Funny
1: baseball time, as you like to say. They, they and, and here's the thing I said. They went 5-0-1 in that World Series. But they got a tie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading the baseball reference thing going. And I, there's, so it's so far ago. You couldn't find individual game locks. Right. They, nobody, so I, I couldn't find the game log. Like, okay, so what happened in the tie? It got very dark. So, uh, yes. Yes, and and Cy Young actually was a pitcher for the opposing World Series team, the Cleveland Spiders, in eighteen ninety two. In eighteen ninety two, he won thirty six games that season. Um, And the Spiders, we might remember, who had then the distinction seven years later of being the worst baseball team in the history of baseball. I remember twenty wins and one hundred and thirty four losses. That was after they they went to the World Series seven years prior.
0: So with the Braves, they had. Do they have the most pennant titles of? Teams all time, like how many do they actually? Well, they have, have eighteen pennants, but the
1: problem with that is it, it goes into too much funny baseball time. So there's all these pennants, which means they finished first in the division. They don't even. There's no World well, Series. There's no. Right, they still got fourteen
0: to, of them like this century, though. Uh, they they had. Not if it's even that many. I mean, they it had felt like, like six.
1: They, they had like six before nineteen hundred.
0: I don't know. It felt like they won a bunch in a row through the nineties and early two thousands.
1: Well, if you look at you know, you look at the world series, we we were just talking about it and they have the ninety let's let's just take it down. Um here it is. So since nineteen hundred, 1900, besides nineteen ninety one, they lost the World Series in ninety two. Okay, so that's Wait
0: are you using pennant as we, well, going you, to the World Series or winning the
1: division? No, no. Pennant is winning, going to the World Series. Okay. A, pen, a pennant is a pennant, and winning a division. Now the, the Braves have a ton of division. That's titles. what I was. So if you're talking yeah. about division child uh, titles, uh, I I can't even count them because they won 14 out of 15. Right. That's why so I was like, how do they only have like 18 or something? Right. Like that That's what NBA. I was
0: trying to get to the bottom of. And
1: I think you're right. I think the old guy in me thinks too much of pennant as winning the no, nobody
0: flag. Nobody calls it that. Nobody calls going to the World Series winning the pennant anymore. I don't uh, think people use it, but yeah, I don't. I, don't know I about think when that, but, but, but when people talk about winning the pennant, it's generally used to refer to winning your division, no. not winning the – nowadays. You win, the,
1: you win the, the flag or the title flag for your division for sure, but it's not a pennant. A pennant was always the league. I, I'm pretty sure
0: if you look at the 2016 banner for the Mets, it says the NL East Pennant Championship. They won the, the – I think the division says no, something about no. a pennant No, They were a wild there.
1: card team in 2016. They won the pennant in 2015 because <laughs> they lost in the World Series. Right. So I don't know. I, I I contend you on that. I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and the Braves amazingly have a, a lot of great players on their team, which we'll talk well, about.
0: I think it's interesting because I would say they have a lot of great players, but they don't. They really only have one in my mind, truly, truly, truly all time player. Only one. Oh, I don't know if I
1: would agree with you there. So you're going to say Hank Aaron, right. obviously, uh, and Hank Aaron. So if you go to their um, uh, top ten career uh, categories for batters. Basically,
0: it's Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. Oh, right, right. Yeah. He, he blows
1: away it. everybody. He's like, it's it's crazy.
0: So um, and I'm not saying they don't have a lot of really amazing players in the lineup, but I feel like Aaron, maybe Warren Spahn. Is the only guy that kind of enters that like pantheon of baseball? There's one more. Who? Eddie Matthews. Eddie Matthews. So Eddie
1: Matthews, uh, third baseman, 512 career home runs, um, Hall of Famer, obviously, um, had the distinction of being the guy on the cover of the first Sports Illustrated that ever came out. I think in 1956. And is
0: he just sort of swallowed up as a casualty of the time because Brooks Robinson played around the same time that was time before, this year? That before. Was before Eddie, him? Eddie Matthews was playing in the 50s, right? So Brooks Robinson
1: didn't come up until the 60s and played into the 70s so
0: then why isn't eddie matthews talked about in that same breath
1: uh, something you think a brave fan now <laughs> um, he
0: he was he, he wasn't the
1: defender obviously uh, uh, that Brooks Robinson was for sure not that anybody was That's well was really he not the, fair was, was
0: he was the hitter like a Mike Schmidt was though
1: I think so yeah yeah with that kind of you know power and think of that lineup having those guys in it mm-hmm. so I think Eddie Matthews does get kind of passed over a little bit
0: but at an underrepresented position third base true um, he you know and then you could say they do have a legacy of really outstanding third baseman between Eddie Matthews Chipper Jones and I hate to say what I'm about to say but perhaps Austin Riley is gonna be. Yeah, there. I'm I'm afraid you're right. Um and, and Chipper
1: Jones is on the all time list in a couple of places, uh, but for things like bases on balls in his career. So I think
0: right, right, but any Met fan that watched baseball in the nineties can tell you how one Larry Jones terrorized the Mets for years. He named his kid Shea. Right, because he hit so well. <laughs> I mean, that's there. that's just taunting. That's just I mean, honestly. <laughs> that's as far taunting. as trash talk. Just absolutely top-tier banter from Chipper Jones right there.
1: So another thing that popped up on here, and we, and we never talk about him, um, and that's because he is in the Hall of Fame and everybody always goes, huh? You've seen his name because it's a really bizarre name, Rabbit Moranville, who played shortstop, mm-hmm. um, and he played for the Braves, um, and he is the all-time club leader in a batting category, which really amazes me because he was all glove and no hit. Uh, he had 103 triples in his career.
0: That's a lot of triples, That's a lot of,
1: lot of triples because he couldn't hit the ball over the fence. Um, and so- but he must have been fast. Exactly, and good enough to get around. And another guy who I remember, and I looked through this list, um, and and only shows up one time. So this guy had like a 320 career average. He played 11 years. He was in the service for three years in the prime so of his lost, career. So he lost three huge years. He would have had 3,000 um, hits. hits. He would have had, you know, he, he hit batter like 320 for his career. He had the all-time National League uh, hit hitting record for games consecutive hits in a game before Pete Rose broke it. Oh, okay. He had 40, I think it was 44 or, or something like Tommy Holmes,
0: mm-hmm. um, who I looked at his career and said, like, wow, you know, in a different world, this guy's a Hall well, of Fame. if he famer. doesn't lose those three prime years of his career, he might have those statistical right. things he needs right at,
1: at, a, at a, he was an outfielder uh but you know a, a really good fielder and, a, and just a player who just never gets talked about so braves fans you can thank me later for bringing up a guy who played for the braves for the boston braves however and that's kind of the problem right um, so uh and they also had sliding billy hamilton um no relation to billy hamilton of today. no no he's a uh, he's and i wanted to talk about um uh, well, well uh, so I want to talk about pitchers, but i can talk about stolen bases because I, I guess the Braves just don't have a history of guys who who have stolen bases. So there's a guy all-time, and so these are all funny baseball names. The top guys, Herman Long, Hugh Duffy is a Hall of Famer, but uh, Billy Hamilton mm-hmm. we talked about and all that stuff. So, but all their leaders all are these guys. Bobby like- Lowe, Fred Tenner. The number six guy all-time is Hank Aaron. <laughs> for stolen
0: bases, <laughs> that's kind of surprising.
1: In fact, there's nobody in the top ten other that you would know except the Rafael Frical at number ten. Interesting
0: that just nobody the Braves just aren't a team that steals particularly. Much. Although he's too hot in the summer, there
1: he's <laughs> number he's he's number ten with 189. There's a guy right behind him at 180 who stole 70 who bases does? this year, right? So <laughs> he's obviously there. he's gonna he's gonna take care of that. But let's um let's take a look at the pitching um, because when you think of Braves pitching, and uh, you mentioned probably the quintessential Braves pitcher of in all Warren's time. And spawn. then you have to
0: think of the three, more so the two main guns of the e- '90s teams. E- People would call it the big three, but we kind of look back on it mostly as a two. Yeah, because um, it was it was Glavin, Maddox, and, and Smoltz. Smoltz yeah, that- but- Smoltz because he All three of them. All three They're of, of, of They're all Hall of
1: Famers. Right, right. So you can but there's another guy that, that we don't think about in the Pantheon of all time Braves pitchers, who is also a Hall of Famer, who has the most losses in the history of the Braves for a pitcher. He took more losses than anybody else. Oh. Uh, and he won two hundred odd, uh, two hundred sixty games. And he has the most strikeouts for the Braves with over three thousand strikeouts. That's a lot in Phil Negro. Really? So I don't think you think about no knuckles we, we, as they we, call we them. We always
0: think of knuckle ballers as like uh, did he really deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? So, so Phil Negro had um,
1: sp- played in 740 games for the Braves. That's a lot of games for, for a pitcher, pitcher right? Yeah. Right, not a relief pitcher to boot. And he, in fact, started 595 of those games. Warren Spahn started 635. Um, so, when you think about that, so those are those are the guys, right? right. Glavin, Smoltz, Maddox, Smoltz leads in strikeouts. I was I was wrong. Negro has actually fewer strikeouts with the Braves than he, than, than Smoltz. Is overall he right, might have Right. More. right? Um, and uh, Tom Glavin uh, is third in games started, so mm-hmm. they they pop up here. Smoltz is really cool because he started 486 games, but he also is second in saves for the team as right. well. Right, and so that's, that's really a, that, cool. Not
0: a lot of guys. The, the, not, that's a very short list of guys that have ever done both of those at elite level, like Smoltz did.
1: So, who would be the leader all time in
0: saves for Atlanta? Was it Kimmerel? Yeah, I was like, I was yeah, not, you, knew, you knew. I'm like, it's not John Rocker. No,
1: John Rocker does not appear in the top Good. ten. Smoltz is second, and a guy you've never heard of named
0: Gene Garber is third. I definitely have never heard of him. John Rocker is number
1: five. Ah, you remember John Rocker? I, I just named him. That was that was uh, something out there on the on the subway train going out oh, during yeah. the playoff games. John Rocker back uh, when they were playing the Mets, um, and so they they just really don't have a lot of. Closers, right in their history, that saved a lot of games. No, um, and, and when you think about uh, the the greatest pitcher uh, in in uh, Braves history, uh, if you had to pick one, would you pick Spawn
0: over Smoltz? Question: mm-hmm. Am I picking the career, or am I picking them to win a game? Um, career career, I think you probably end up at spawn just because he's got the numbers for the career that are greater than the other three of them. But if I'm picking a guy to win a game, I'm probably picking Maddox.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I think, I think in in that competitive situation, there was no better competitor. Right.
0: Right. And Maddox, Maddox it's like, I think Smoltz Smoltz and and spawn probably had maybe had better quote unquote stuff than Maddox, but I'm not worried about Maddox ever turning in a two inning, seven run performance in a big game. Because uh, his location just won't let him do that, and and Spawn, uh, you might. Uh, he, no, no, I'm, I'm sure there will be some Brave fan in the comments. that could point out some big playoff game that Maddox choked it up in. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of pitching.
1: A lot of players who don't want to talk about the oh playoff yeah. pitching. Uh, Spawn pitched five thousand innings for the Braves. Right. He also finished his career with our New York Mets. Wasn't he a Giant at one point? I don't too? think so. I think he just pitched hmm. for the Braves and the Mets. How actually, was. I'm not. I'm not really sure about that. I will. I will double check it. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, You know, Spahn pitched – he did finish his career with the San Francisco Giants in 1965. I was wrong. (laughs) Very good. Yeah, he had a scintillating 4-12 season for the Mets the year before that. I I just remember him being a Giant. (laughs) Right. Well, you must have played Immaculate Grid to know that. Um, And it was another guy on the 1948 staff, Mm -hmm. okay, for the Braves when they went to the World Series and they lost to Cleveland. It was Spahn and Sane, Johnny Sane, and Pray Forreen. I was
0: going to guess – Carl Hubble.
1: Yeah, no, that was a little before that. Carl right. Hubble pitched for the Giants. Um yeah, but but a lefty, you know, and that's like a great that.
0: spawn spawn and rain and spawn pray for,
1: insane and, and pray, pray for rain. rain. You know, and that's that was how the Braves, because they didn't really have a lot more pitching.
0: But those two guys were good enough that if they got some rain, they were real tough to beat. So um
1: let's let's talk about the retired numbers. Mm-hmm. Um we haven't we talked about our, we've had a brave podcast here and we've done a really sad job of not mentioning Dale Murphy one time. <laughs> He's not a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer. Uh, Dale Murphy won back-to-back MVPs in 1982 and 1983. Um, And that 82 team was managed by Joe Torre. Mm-hmm. And I think he had gone to the television booth after he unsuccessfully was a manager for the Mets. Uh, and right, so he, that
0: was that was his last stop before. And then, so he went, and, and he, they won
1: their first like 13 games in 1982. They did not win the division. They didn't. You know, it all kind but it of started came off. Well. It started out really well. And Dale Murphy was the star. Um, Bobby Cox's number is uh, retired manager. Interesting. And what was interesting is he had two stints as manager with the Braves. The first one was for four years, and like we were, like 15 years, was very forgettable. And you know, and and he, he would prefer we don't talk about. It, Exactly, but he became a Hall of Fame manager. Obviously, you win 14 out of 15 division championships. Chances are you're going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, Chipper. Yep. Okay, at number 10. Warren Spahn, number 21. Uh, Andrew Jones. I was
0: going to guess Andrew Jones. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. We'll we'll, we'll
1: just go up by number 25. Smoltz is 29. Uh, Maddox, we talked about 31. Uh, Necro, 35. Eddie Matthews, 41. Mm -hmm. Henry Aaron, uh, number 44. Tom Glavin, number 47. That's a great list of retirees. That's that's that's, an awesome list. When
0: Dale Murphy is the most, you know, the least notable player among that bunch, who is a guy I believe most fans would say is a guy that probably deserves to be in the Hall of Fame and is sort of unfairly not. It's a pretty good list.
1: So if you go to the all-time list for those guys, there's names we haven't talked about, like from funny baseball time into the early 1900s, Kid Nichols. Great name. Great
0: pitcher for the Braves. Nobody, Nobody that is on planet Earth ever watched him
1: play. Nobody. (laughs) Um, And let's see if there's any other guys that we didn't talk about before, because I want to make sure that I give all the braids there. They're
0: just. They do. We we don't want to be accused of favoritism or leaving anybody out here.
1: Yeah, uh, no that that is Freddie. Freddie Freeman is is right, actually number. Not he's no, he's up there. He's number twelve all time legit. in Braves war, which is B war, which is pretty amazing considering that you know they've been around for as long as they have, and he didn't have as many years to right. accumulate it as other players can. So, uh, and uh, if he, we'll, we'll have another. We're gonna do an episode on Hall of Fame caps and going with the cap. If Freddie Freeman goes into the Hall of
0: Fame, he's going as a Brave. If he wins three World Series with the Dodgers over the next few oh, years. Oh, please, just go bite in, your tongue. He's going to go in as a Dodger, and you know it. And, and
1: if you go to Baseball Reference and you look at, at the you know the top players for B-War all time, the top line of all, and most of the guys we know, him, except for Kid Nichols and whatnot, but you go to the bottom, it's all these guys in black and white that, that have mustaches and caps with no logos on them. So yeah. these are guys that, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm a baseball fan, but, you know, you're not going to remember these kinds of guys, you know, you, you, today.
0: Rem- I feel like you're not even using the right word remember. Remember, remember implies you had some kind of connection to them. If they have a face, a, a nameless, faceless. Baseball, well, I've heard of them, is what I'm saying. R- r- right, heard of them, but like the same way I've heard of you know Constantinople when I read about it in a book.
1: <laughs> yeah, and well, why don't you read? I, I read about Wally Berger's uh, career. Really I, I, good I'm not ball saying player. They're
0: not good baseball players. I'm not saying that their careers didn't matter. I'm just saying it is infinitely harder to have a connection to a player. Literally nobody. You, you yourself cannot ever have watched played or anybody else that you can talk to watched this person play like you. Right,
1: right. Like, oh, you might have heard about them at best. But if they didn't make the World Series and that's the problem with all these guys in black and white. Right. Is they didn't win World Series. So they had no none of these stunning a- and, moments. And
0: also, it's not like, you know, when we go talk, talk about a guy like Seaver, I can talk to people that watched Seaver pitched with their own eyes. If Kid Nichols pitched, I'm not even sure if he was a pitcher. He was indeed. I, who watched Kid Nichols pitch that can tell me what it looked like? Your great-grandfather? But maybe his <laughs> father? <laughs> so so all, all I'm saying That's all I'm saying
1: is that that you know it's, you may you would have heard of some of these names had they pitch, played in a World Series like Frank uh Home Run Baker uh, played in the 1914 Miracle Braves so you've heard of Home Run Baker. He, he didn't hit a lot of home runs but he hit them in the World but, Series so everybody knows and remembers that for that even though he wasn't he, he was the biggest home run hitter of the time. He hit like 20. 14, yeah. you know, there was dead ball here. so but at least his name because they won the World Series. That's the point, right? And they didn't win another one until 50, 1957. Yeah. So, so all that, those I think all those guys in between, if Wally Bird lost a like, time, yep yeah, they're just lost. Even Joe Torre, you know, is one of the top 25 WAR players for Atlanta, right? But top Milwaukee players. Top 25,
0: both. especially when you get down towards 25, you got guys with like 20 something WAR. His brother.
1: Frank Torrey was, he been, was supposed to be a better ball player, and then Joe came up and, and won the MVP and ended up being... Joe uh, won an MVP? Joe won an MVP in I think 1971 with the, with the Cardinals. With the Cardinals. With the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And it uh, was a good third baseman. And so he's one of those guys who got into the Hall of Fame as a manager but probably could have been a Rule B candidate as well mm-hmm. had that been the case. His
0: managerial candidacy was just strong enough on its own.
1: So, yeah, we talked about the only manager of, uh, you know, uh, of note unless you think Brian Snitker is it's somebody that, early that we should talk about. And then he inherited a good team. Um, you know, they had some guys that, you, that you've never heard of that I have. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Billy Southworth. You know, he's a man again in the time when they weren't winning anything. So um, the Braves will continue to torture us. Oh, yeah. Um, I think this year is going to be no different. No. They're going to be good. <laughs> They're going to be good, and the Mets um, won't be as good.
0: Probably will finish in third.
1: Probably if, oh, you're, you're an optimist. I <laughs>
0: uh, am, <yeah>. eternally.
1: <laughs> but, um, you know, we're jealous, Braves, because you've been so good for so long. And how about letting somebody else win?
0: Thanks for listening. To subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Follow us on Twitter, almost cool.